Hey friends, thanks for listening to the podcast. This is Coffee and Books. Uh, I'm your host, Scott. If you're new, welcome. This is the podcast, of course, where we talk about different types of coffees and books. Um, I'm still sampling different types of coffees from around the world. Uh, Most recently, shout out to Atlas Coffee, who gave me coffee from Colombia that is apricot flavored. So it's a new traditional uh, coffee that I've been trying. Uh, But I've been focusing more recently on my reading As I've said before in previous podcasts, more recently, I've decided to spend my work hours, uh, or sorry, not my work hours, I should say. I decided to spend my time when I'm not working at home reading as a hobby, and I've said I've recently split that reading time, so it's going to take me longer to finish novels, especially my current novel, which is about the presidents, uh, Thomas Jefferson and Madison. So we'll get back to that, of course. Uh, and the future, I'm about halfway through it, still working my way through that, making incredible notes. That's going to be like an extra special long podcast. But in the meantime, today's episode is going to focus on a manga that I finished this week, which is called Food, Food Wars Volume 1. So Food Wars is a manga series that originally started in 2012, and it follows the story of a boy who basically goes to a university and and one of the top culinary cuisine schools in all of Japan. And uh, it's a fascinating story, and we'll get there in just a second. So, uh, to side note before the story begins, I found the series on Netflix. So it is an anime, if you like to watch that as well. Uh, it stays, I think, pretty traditional so far to the manga. Um, I always enjoy... I should say, whenever a manga adaption is turned into an anime, because you can follow along while you're reading at the same time. However, a new surprise that I do not like is that if you're watching the anime series, which you could do pretty easily, it usually cuts through the manga pretty quickly. So if you watch a couple episodes, it's like a couple books in terms of manga. So keep that in mind if you're reading different books of manga and watching anime at the same time like myself you're going to find that watching the anime is going to power through whatever you're reading and might actually spoil whatever you're currently reading. So with that in mind, maybe read the manga series first and then work your way back to the anime. All right, so uh, Food Wars Volume 1 follows the story of Yokira Soma, who is a, uh, as I should say, young high school freshman who is working at his family's restaurant in Japan. Him and his father have food battles or food wars where they discover who is the better cook and uh, they have daily competitions that are in their neighborhood um, and they are well known throughout their community as being some of the best cooks in Japan as the story goes on the first episode or the first volume book we meet a character who is a bad guy who is not very prominent in the future series so I'm not going to get into it but basically this bad guy tries to buy their restaurant as part of a luxury upscale market. And they are trying to buy all of the restaurants that are in this little tiny shop in the community. The boy, Yukira Soma, challenges his opponent, says, if I can make you enjoy my food, you will leave us alone and you will never bother us again. The lady agrees. She says, you know, if you can make me any dish, I will accept it if it is good and delicious. So... Being the mob that the bad guy is, uh, they ransack the store at night, and all the food is spoiled rotten the next day. But somehow, this boy, Yakira, 
uses his awesome cooking skills to overcome this obstacle and makes the bad guys admit that their food is delicious and that they cannot, um, you know, like that they cannot purchase the restaurant for any cost. So that is the start of where the story begins. Yukira's father uh, calls him and tells him the next day that he's decided that he's going to go abroad and make uh, reconnections with old lost colleagues in the United States and around the world. So he goes to travel to the United States, leaving his high school son in a a culinary college or high school university. As a result, Yukira thinks that he knows more about cooking than all of the other classmates combined because he's been cooking since he was five years old. However, what we soon learn is that this institute is not like a normal institute. Uh, The humor of the manga is essentially this boy who comes from humble backgrounds is amazed at all the money that is floating around. All of the characters that you see in the novel are from wealthier backgrounds. And you're kind of given this glimpse into what Japan like life is like in high school. Now, obviously, it's a manga. And this manga is, as I should say, sort of like meant to be on the humorous side. It's not a serious novel. It's not going to win any awards. But I definitely think that this novel is something that if you like funny humor and you enjoy learning about Japan, this would be basically be a very good book Um it is a more adult sense of humor, I should say. Um, and then the characters, of course, are, you know, like, funny. Uh, but let me just tell you a little bit more about it. So, Yukira goes to this institute, and he's instantly intimidated by... Well, I should say he's instantly not intimidated by any of the other chefs. But all the other chefs are clearly intimidated by a main character, um, and Enria Nakia. I believe is her name, who is the Dean's Institute's granddaughter. And we're given this glimpse of what life is actually like for this woman, who is basically from the time of a, a toddler to the time of when she's in this high school, is she's given a glimpse of everything about this school is about her succeeding and being the best possible chef in the world, and she's not going to let anything hold herself back. And then she meets this boy who teaches her a life lesson that's very important. One of the things that I like best about this book is that it does have sometimes a point to the story or a moral high ground, as I like to say. Oftentimes you get into mangas and books and the moral message is sort of confusing, but this usually has a clear message morally about what they're trying to say. In this first volume, the moral message was very clear at the ending of the book one, which is where you see, um, and, and, you know, when you see and Andrea judging uh, Soma's cooking, and what you see is that she thinks that because he's from a humble background, a family restaurant, that he is not upscale enough to ever possibly be in the Institute. She is called a divine tongue, for she is the one who makes a lot of the decisions in the Institute. She's on the, the council she makes a lot of, you know, cooking decisions for famous people in the entire culinary world in Japan. And then she's given, the, you know, this freshman exam entrance duty where she has to judge all the freshmen who are incoming into the school and has to judge their cooking. 
And when she gets to Soma's, she decides that, you know, this man is not worth her time. She doesn't even want to try to dish. He convinces her to try one bite. And as then she decides that his cooking is actually good, but she cannot let him in because he's too good. You know, like he is someone who would be a fierce competitor to her. And knowing this, she does not want to let this person into her school. So she decides to fail him, even though his cooking is delicious. Unbeknownst to her, her grandfather was secretly watching as this type of food was, you know, uh, I guess maybe a, a personal test just to see what she would decide. He decides after sampling the food as well that Soma's cooking is delicious and that he should be granted entrance into the school. Then we're given the first day of school where you see that there's a valedictorian speech and like an entrance and welcome to the school and university and there's all the students and Soma is given the ability to say, you know, his thanks. And he goes up on the stage and he says, I'm going to be number one. I'm going to be the number one chef at the school. And you'll have to listen to, you know, you'll have to come in second to me. And essentially he pisses off every single student at the school at that one time. And uh, students try to sabotage him. You know, he meets cast of characters along the way, like Megumi who is a, you know, sort of a sidekick assistant at this point in the novel series, you know, like a fellow student who lacks confidence. But we're going to see as the journey progresses that the characters that are in play in the book actually make the book really interesting. So like I said, I definitely enjoyed the novel. I felt it was good. I gave it a five out of five stars. And we're going to talk about stuff later today. All right, keep in tune for my next podcast. I'm going to do the halfway mark of Jefferson and Madison. Thanks for listening. This is your podcast host, Scott.